and there she is. Or isn't, for people listening. So the Zoom lady still doesn't come out of the recordings. I'm going to sound silly now if she did. Anyway, welcome back. This is episode 25. I, uh, wow. I, did, I, I did my research before I came onto the podcast because I wanted to see how many we'd done before we took a 17-year break because my mm. time is somewhat shit and we were very busy. We were very busy and important people. So, yeah. frankly, you lot are lucky we're taking the time to make this podcast. I'm, I'm kidding. Like, for all three of our listeners, you're all good. <laughs> Both of you, you are incredibly lucky. <laughs> Both of you, even the one in Singapore that's probably gone now. Yeah. Uh, lovely to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Um, anywho, hi, welcome, welcome back. It's been a while. How are you getting on? How long has it been? Uh, I didn't do that much research. Um, talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to have a little look and see when the last one was out. Uh, During time you're wasting. Been, I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you how long it's been. It's been long enough that I can't find the app on my phone <laughs> to no. find where I do the thing. Hold on, I'm going to have to do like a search. Uh, oh my goodness. It's been that long. That's how long it's been. And it's been that long, and now it's... Uh, right, here we go. Last episode was put up October. 19th of October, 2021. We did episode 24. Wow. It's been a while. We've been quite shit. I've been quite shit. I'm going to put it on me. It's my podcast. I've been shit. I'll take the blame. Even though, you know, it's a shared relationship. But, you know, it is. Yeah. But, no, yeah. I'm going to let you have it all. No worries. Thank you very um, much. So, I've been I'm, sh- I'm older now. I'm a year older than I was but I've turned a new year since we last did this nice I feel uh, much wiser yeah you're not a year older since October because it's January well roughly give or take you to Mercury and the days are a lot faster yeah or if you round up if your maths isn't strong like mine and you round up then <laughs> <laughs> that could be I'm not yet a year older I'm a year older in a month and a bit this is why I don't work in calendars but um, speaking of calendars um, completely like, here's the first tangent um, we have a Redbeard Strongman calendar which is fucking terrible and yeah, amazing um, it's a charity thing it's six quid and you can have some of the strongmen dressed like bricks on your wall for an entire year it's good I've got a few left so if you're, if you're after one drop me a note and I'll get you one out in the post there I'll you give you six quid to not have one totally fine it all goes to charity yeah. I'll take that yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, moving, to, moving back to the point, the reason we don't work on calendars is because one, yeah. they confuse the hell out of me, but also we make really, really bad calendars. Um, yeah. But they're all good. I also feel at this point I should address the banging and clattering around in the back of the gym is Rich, who incidentally is November in the calendar. He needs to pick some up before he leaves. Um, but yeah, he came in November and did bicep curls dressed as a banana because famously November is National Banana Month. Mm. there you go um, and also bicep curls because curls yeah uh, anyway more of the point that's been about five minutes that we've chatted about calendars and general nonsense which is great so we've started in true fashion it's good to see we've not lost he's my um, my favourite member of the armed forces is general nonsense <laughs> general nonsense is great along with like major yeah. function good um, <laughs> should we talk about goals that's what we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about goals yeah I feel like we should talk about goals we may not um, but yeah, so being as it's January and stuff, and obviously January famously is fitness month for New Year, New Me. Everyone, New Year, New Me, and all that kind of good stuff. So let's chat goal setting because I, much like yourself, I imagine, have had lots of conversations with members, clients, general population, general population, also another great um, army veteran. Um, <laughs> and many conversations with people around goal setting and what they're doing and how they get to a point. Um, and like, I will start this with the new year, new me thing. And the fact that I've seen entirely too many coaches, personal trainers, whomever, slagging new year, new me people off, mm. pisses me off more than it probably yeah, more than do, but it really fucking does. Like in my humble opinion, if it takes for the first Monday in January for someone to pull the finger and go, right, let's go. Mm. Who the fuck am I to judge? Like that's what it took for you to get to that point. Crap, yeah. Like go for it. And then when you go to a gym, there's personal trainers sat around tables laughing at you because you've got new trainers and you're trying to do your thing. And they're like, ah, they'll be gone in February. They won't last long. They don't know what they're fucking doing. That really pisses me off because it's a trainer's job to go and help them stay past February and tell them what they're doing. Hmm. That's my my take on the subject. So if you are one of the people and you were listening to this podcast and you said, new year, new me, I'm going to start training in the gym. I'm going to start trying to eat healthier, train more, do stuff, learn a thing, 
fucking go you. Like, crap. Yeah. I hope we are 20 days into January. I really hope you're seeing some progress and you're starting to stick to things and it's going well. On the other hand, if you are starting to flag at the start of the thing and you're into the, the last week of January, you're not seeing goals, you're not seeing progressions, fucking get in touch. Like, drop yourself, drop Charlie a message, go see a personal trainer in your local gym, find a coach, find someone that can help you through it. Because, like, you've started. Like, you're three weeks in, you're committed, you might as well fucking crack on. Um, yeah. If you are listening and you're one of the trainers or coaches to take a piss out of these people, get in the fucking bin. Yeah, I agree. It's arbitrary, but then personal trainers will start a diet on a Monday. I bet you'd have all done it. How many of them work their training within a seven-day week, which is an arbitrary fucking figure in the calendar anyway? Like, it's exactly the same. It's no different. Like, for you to say, oh, this isn't a good time for someone to start, that implies that you think you know best about when is best for them to start. And who gives a fuck? Well, I can give a shit what someone thinks I should start and when. Yeah, 100%. I've never outsourced any decision-making to people I've never met, no matter what their profession is. So, yeah. not about to start. 100%. It's whatever it takes for the individual. I think yeah. people like arbitrary. People like, it's Monday, I'm going to start a thing. Yeah. And after Christmas, it makes sense. Like, most people will Christmas properly and then think, I'm going to have Christmas and then I will crack on with this thing that's important. 100%. Fine. If it takes a Monday in January, then fill your fucking boots. Like, whatever it takes to get you there and move in, great. And if anyone tells you otherwise, punch them in the throat and tell them I told you to do it. Yeah, agreed. There you go. But anyway, so, go say That leads us nicely. Yeah. My little rant. It does. Fucking hate that whole thing. But, go saying is... One of those, it sounds like a really wishy-washy, flaky thing to talk about, but it's really fucking important because mm. it's easy to sort of get yourself a gym membership or buy some kit like everyone did through lockdown and put it in your garage. You're going, right, I'm going to do stuff. And that's great, but there's a busy idiot or like you can sort of plan things through, set some goals and like have a plan to get to them. Um, yeah. And again, I'll see if you mirror this, but I think the biggest mistake people make when goal setting is going too big too soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, elaborate on that if someone goes through and they want to qualify for an event let's stay like let's go back to what we talk about like strength sports so if someone wants to qualify for the british championships in december like in weightlifting per se and they know out their body weight they need to be able to snatch and clean and jerk a total of x wherever that's going to be but at the minute they're 50 kilos below that total right so they go right i need to find 50 kilos and i need to do it like now so, like, in itself, totally valid goal. But if you go into the gym and you can't put 50 kilos on in a month because you're not fucking He-Man and you've been doing it for a while and you don't get newbie gains anymore, it's really easy to get quite dejected. So I feel like the goal to him to qualify for the British by the end of the year is a completely valid goal. But then I will split that goal down into lumps of, like, manageable, achievable things. Um, and I think we've spoken about these before. I call them bangles. It's like your bare-ass minimum. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the absolute bare-ass minimum you can do now that's going to get you a little closer to that goal so that when you wake up in the morning and you kind of go, I really don't fucking feel like this, you do that goal. It's the bare minimum. And that might be prep your food for the week. Mm. It might be plan your sessions. It might be go to the gym. It might be get some steps in. Do some exercise. It might be anything like that. Little, little goals. And then on days, you can do more than that. That's a massive win. And you set the goals going through it. So that's my broad stroke around goal setting like how do you kind of go out the same thing do you agree do you disagree what's your plans I agree I think what's important there is that you've sort of allowed people to have dreams of things that they would like to achieve like qualified British is a dream it's not something you necessarily control because if people have a better total than you and you can't get the total in that time you don't control that things you do control are the things like you said put your food every day lift this many times per week like things that are actions that are tangible that you can go I can measure whether I've done that this week. Even stuff like snatching a certain total at this point is an absolutely fine goal, but it's not one that you necessarily have complete control over because you can do everything right and then turn up on the day with a cold, not your day, etc. all the factors that affect performance and not snatch what you wanted to snatch. But you have to be content that actually, if I tick off all these process things, I've done everything I can. And if that's not enough then that's then so be it I'm still happy to still achieve what I wanted to achieve I've just not been able to control the thing that I couldn't control I think the two things that people struggle with one is that they set ridiculous goals like you said that are clearly not achievable and the other is that they don't set any goals at all yeah so actually at the moment I've got like this email course that people are doing on goal setting and check the link in my bio on Instagram if you're interested um hashtag plug and like 
I used the example of like, have you ever heard about that runner who just started running and like found they were quite good at it and like really enjoyed it? Um, yeah, exactly. But then they then got a qualifying time to run the marathon at the Olympics and then they won gold and they're suddenly singing God save our gracious Liz because they've won gold for Britain. Have you yeah. heard that one? No, because... That's amazing. I haven't heard that, but that's amazing. No, probably because it didn't happen because yeah, those people have that as a goal. Like, you don't just like pick along and go, oh, this is all right, isn't it? Fuck, I'm good at this. Like You have goals along the way. Olympians have. I love that it's been Tokyo. fully took advantage of the story I told you before this in that I had about three minutes of sleep last night because my daughter was being a douchebag. And you fully took me down a garden path. I'm like, this is a fucking great story. Where do I find this? Yes, yes, you go. <laughs> ah, cheers. Yeah. If you don't that's, have goals, like Olympians don't just stumble upon the fact that they're like, oh yeah, I've become a gold medal winning Olympian. Like they've had that as a goal for a long time and they've had lots of steps along the way, lots of ways of measuring it, lots of things they have to do in order to get to that point. Um, so in terms of my process for setting goals, if I was to work with a client on this, the key things for me, and we've come back to this loads of times, are like the values and identity stuff that we spoke about. Like if you set massive goals, and a lot of people do, and they don't align with the shit you actually care about, yeah. you won't hit them. Like, oh, I want to lose 30 kilos. Why? Will the process of getting there actually make you a better person for the stuff you care about? I want to lose 30 kilos because I want to be there to play with my kids. That's all right if you've got 30 kilos to lose and that's realistic and would actually help. For a lot of people, that's just going to mean like ridiculously low-calorie diets, which mean you don't have the energy to play with your kid to then get to a point where you have the energy to play with your kid. Like, it makes no sense. So... I always think like the values and identities is first. I like people setting like a longer, longer term goal. Like who would I like to be in like five years? Because I think people get too caught up in the, they do something for 12 weeks. Like we see it in the transformation bollocks that PTs do. Uh, all the 12 week transformation. Brilliant. I've got this end goal. Now what? Oh, actually I have no idea why I did that. What that's going to lead to next. What's next for me. Um, and something we see with Olympians is they win gold. Or athletes in general, they finish their careers and they're like, oh shit, now what? Because they've not actually thought, what's the sort of greater meaning without trying to sound too wanky to this? No, no, no. Um, perfect sense. It's like there's no out. We've, we've sort of spoken loosely around this before in terms of, if you look at weight loss, yeah. if you look at like, girls who we've talked about before and stuff, it's like, it's all well and good. Like, we can all lose weight. That's relatively simple. But then it's the maintenance. So, like, it's, yeah. that, it's the same as this you get to a point in your athletic career whatever that may be and then fucking what so yeah there's absolutely bang on I agree completely yeah and then you set that five year goal you think what are the things I really want to achieve what are the things that are stopping me and then from there you can sort of work back and think okay what's my goal for like three years or for a year and then you get to the point where you're like what's my goal for the next 12 weeks in order to keep moving along that sort of progression of my goals um, in terms of the size of the goal I think it's sort of like Goldilocks it's got to be just right that if you go too small, it's just not that inspiring or you'll just achieve it too quick. So like if I said, oh, I want to lose half a kilo, like I'd just go for a shit and then I've done it. And I'm like, oh, well, what now? Well, um, <laughs> if you say like, I want to lose 30 kilos in two weeks, you're like, well, save like massive amputation. You're probably not going to do that as well. So if you set a goal, you should feel like inspired and motivated by that goal. If you don't, it might be a bit small. If you feel stressed and overwhelmed as soon as you've set it, it's too big or it's not realistic. Yeah. So you're trying to find that balance between the two. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It kind of mirrors what I was saying at the start in terms of like, your goal's got to be, I think your goal's got to be big enough that it scares you a little bit. Mm. Also, yeah. That's the long term. And then you set bits in the middle. So I had this conversation with a mutual client of ours uh, quite recently, Bex. Shout out Bex. Yeah. Proper lovely lady. She's got some weird and wonderful girls going on. And essentially, the story goes, trained loads, did stuff, stopped training loads, now can't find a motivation to get to the gym, actively doesn't really enjoy the general stuff. Mm. All right, so let's chat around a goal that you want to do. And then the goal turned into X from Y. I'm like, cool. So that's a goal that I can't necessarily help you with, but I can definitely mm -hmm. help you find out how to get there. So all of a sudden her job was for something outside of the gym. Um, I was like, right, I like, let's say an arbitrary number, we all like 10. So we'll go from like where you're at at the minute, which is where, and I think to quote, it was sitting on the sofa munching what's it or something like that. And then number 10 is the goal you want to hit, which was 
to do, um, it was rather like equestrian and stuff, which was like riding and doing stuff. I was like, cool, <laughs> you've got your start, you've got your end, now we have to build the bridge in the middle. So that's got like, number one, check it off your list really quickly. Like number one has to be like a really simple one, and that is talk to a professional. So like you're talking to myself, talking to you, mm-hmm. about how to get that thing. So you've already done one, tick it off your list. Now what's number two? Goal number two is like get a thing. Goal number three is gonna be get another thing. Goal number four is get another thing, another thing. So you add these goals in, but you check them off as you go. And like 10's a nice number to get to. I think we worked out the bridge in eight. So if you get to five and it goes a little bit south, you can just tangent off and find 10 via some other bits, right? So I like the idea of like kind of a ladder, one of a less twee way of putting it. And each rung is a goal. And like you just smash the rung off the ladder as you go along it. Yeah. Um, and I find that that works well for a lot of people because you've got it in front of you. And I'll say, like, write this down. Like you get a pad, you get a pen of paper, and you write it down. It's like, put it somewhere. Put it on your fridge, put it in your drawer, put it on your laptop, put it like anywhere you've got, but you've got it and you know it's there to hand. So that when you start going, oh, it's like six months in, no one wants to be in my year's goal, blah, 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 blah. And you bring that out and you've crossed seven or 10 things off your list. You're like, actually, I'm pretty far ahead. And it's mm-hmm. a bit, see, it's tangible. Um, I really like doing that thing. So write it down, I think, is a really underused skill. Yeah. Like you've written it. It's in ink on paper and it's something you can see and it holds you accountable to a point. Yeah. Uh, other people use apps in their phone or like memory, they remember it through and people can do that. I'm not like that. I have to write my shit down and then it's. Yeah, same. Later. Yeah. Well, I think there is something as well in the actual form of writing it rather than typing it or whatever. And there is some like some neuroscience to back that up as well that writing stuff like that down is more is better for you than typing it or saying it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I've I've read a few of those. In fact, I had a conversation around that with a friend of mine. Mm. Neuroscience, incredibly mm. man. Like fuck me, boring. But like the stuff he talks about. But we're talking about that thing, and yeah, there is something. There's like a um, some like neural connection to like the yeah. I suppose like with tapping of your thumbs because tapping your thumbs on a phone screen is texting your mate or putting an appointment on the calendar. I was like writing a thing down, especially now. Apparently, there's something strong about writing because we don't write anymore. So yeah, like, so there's a bit of a time delay as well. It takes a bit longer. Yeah, in some more. So yeah, absolutely. I think what we need is Harry Potter's magic quill. You remember in that one where he wrote it down when he was getting punished by what's yeah, sunk into his skin. I think yeah. that, but like temporarily. Yeah. She's yeah. the new queen now in the crown, which is a weird turn of events. To be so evil in Harry Potter to then be the queen. There's a sort of juxtaposition to that that I'm not entirely comfortable with. I so, so I started watching the crown. I think I got through like mid season two and then You live it though, so like like they're your people, so Yeah, I basically like, me and Liz are like that. We're like best mates. Yeah. Liz is a northerner like me. I'm like, this is this it good, isn't it? <laughs> like, do, you, do you think they live like that? Really brilliant. <laughs> For a Yorkshire tea and a, like a you know like a, a Gary Baldy from time to time. Yeah. And here's the thing I've realised: just can't do. If you're listening to this on podcast, this won't be fucking anything. But if you're watching this, I've just realised I can't cross my fingers properly. Uh, it's just, right. I can't like that's a, I can do that, but I can't just like it don't work. There's a thing. Maybe I've got arthritis. Who fucking knows? I'll Google it. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah. digressing. Um, yeah, I watched season like halfway through series two of The Crown, and then Charlotte just overtook it and finished it. And then mm. I'm because I can't. I don't know where I was because I have that thing on Netflix. If I finish the thing, I just pick the thing up and carry on. Because I like fucking four series in front of me, and all of a sudden Margaret Thatcher's in, and like fuck me, where did this come from? Like, yeah, Olivia Coleman's in. You're like, oh, this is different. That's it. Oh, so yeah, that's that's really interesting. That Umbridge is the queen. Amazing. Yeah. Um, where were we? Your your goal listing. That's good. Um, one thing that I've saw not long ago that I've used and really like is if you're struggling to think of how am I going to get to this goal write down your goal as a question so if you said I I want to put 100 kilos on my bench which is my goal for the year I I don't bench anything at the moment so I just want a 100 kilo bench Um, instead of saying that's my goal saying how would I go about trying to get a 100 kilo bench and write down 20 answers and pick one and run with it so like because there are loads of different ways of achieving almost every goal. There's no like right way of doing something. So actually, if you say, now I've got to do this, you're like, oh my God, I've got to do that. Whereas if you write down 20 answers and go, that one sounds pretty cool, actually. And it might be, like you said, like uh, get a strength coach for 12 weeks to program for me. Because actually, follow a program for 12 weeks scares the shit out of me. I tried that before and didn't work. That's my goal now. And that's the answer to the question, which is my goal. Um, so that's quite a nice way of doing it. And that lends into yours quite nicely in that you've got 20 and you try the one that you think will work and it doesn't happen to work, you've got another 19 that you can just go, oh, 
well, we'll try that one now. I got this far with this and then got stuck. I'll try this bit, see if that works better. Yeah, I like it. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, that's cool. mm. I like it. Same but different, like, approach. Decent. Yeah. I like it. Like um, it. Very wise man. Yeah. <laughs> Who's there? You look quite wise with, like, your stubbly little beard going on and stuff. Like, I've always been told I'm quite old and wise for my age. Like, I'm 27 going on 45, 50. Old owl. Mm. Yeah. Like, also, I've got the lower back of someone who's about 72. Same. So, yeah. But, yeah, but you haven't, you've barely got a back, let alone, like, the back pain. <laughs> Your actual physical back spine. Back. When, like, a bit of fruit goes rotten in the fruit bowl, you don't notice yeah. it. Yeah. taking things out with it. I feel like that's what my back's doing from either side of my spine to the middle. I think that's what's happening. I've got, like, mouldy oranges at either end of my spine. The worrying thing is, though, to cure that is you take the oranges out of the fruit bowl, so there may be some spinal removal. <laughs> you just take the big middle bit out, the and then everything else will be fine. Right, I'm six foot one to five foot five. Think how, how strong would the strings have to be to turn you into a puppet? They'd need you to need to get chains. Get the chains out of the gym. You must have some chains, and then just uh, dangle you up. I've got two 20-kilo chains. Perfect. And just have someone above you who's got pretty big front delts and they can just hold you up like this for a fucking ages. You'd be like a thunderbird. I mean, pretty big front delts would be a fucking enormous understatement because me plus two 20 kilo chains. Well, you're not telling me that you can't front raise like 140, 150 kilos. That's on you, mate. Me plus the 40 kilos is 180 kilos. Well, we're not built the same. If you can't do that, mate, then maybe we should be having conversations with someone else. I mean, I've got probably. I could definitely squat it. I don't know that I could. Yeah. I'm maybe, I'm but you don't want someone squatting on top of your face. No. Well. With you. Well. <laughs> we digress slightly there. Um, goal setting. My goal is for someone to squat 180 kilos on my face. It's not a goal. Anyway. So, yeah. So, capping off goal setting. Manageable chunks. Yeah. Think the sort of the underlying message in that um and let's say motivation, motivation something that people struggle with with goal setting what would you say to people that like set goals get so like people like this like three weeks in go oh motivation's waning a little bit now well wait discuss the go-to that's what i was waiting for more i was you got you kind of like you that's all i've got mate that's all i'm giving you and then you put it back again um, people that get three weeks in and go, motivation's waning. I, my yeah. go-to with that is, right, let's find out what, like, where are you at on the ladder? Or like, what, are you, what have you done between then and now in the last three weeks to get there? And then like, if the next bit that's, if the next rung on the ladder that's scaring you or demotivating whoever it is, is too far of a reach, we'll build more steps in between the two. So the, again, it just goes back to that bare-ass minimum. Like, what's the next step that's going to get you back on the road? Um, and it's the same of if you're training and you hit a plateau in your strength or you're training, like you stop recovering, um, you stop getting stronger, you stop gaining strength, you stop improving as it were. Just sit your ass down and look at what you've been doing in the gym and then change something and then fucking go again. But like it needs to be a dramatic change in the sense of, I've changed this, I'm a week in, I'm now seeing results. I'm like, cool, we're back on the horse. Um, so in terms of goal setting, it's no different. You just sort of reassess the goal you're trying to hit while you're not there yet. Reassess it, reevaluate it, set new ones, and then fucking go again. That's how I deal with. And then it's got to be, if I was talking to a client, I remember here, or just a person looking for some advice on it, the goals have to be your idea. Because if I say, what about this? And you go, that sounds great. It's still my idea. You haven't got the emotional bite. Yeah. I'll skirt around and lead you to that point. And then you go, this, like fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, that's how I deal with that. Yeah. And I guess that comes back to the values again is that, at best, if I'm suggesting what you should do, I'm guessing what your values are and it might not be right. At worst, you're taking goals based on my values, not on the things that you give a shit about, which won't work because you don't give a shit about them. Um, that makes a lot of sense. I like, the, I like the image of you making the client physically get up the ladder and then asking them where they are on their ladder and then getting all the way to the top and have to go up and then, like, I don't know, clean some windows or something or do some dusting in the gym. I like a roofing ladder. But let's get yeah, up. yeah. That'd be nice. Or like even like a high ropes one. So like a um, go ape sort of shit. A cargo net. Yeah. Like you just keep climbing and you never get higher. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I could do like the full strength and conditioning coach thing and just put you in a completely unnecessary speed ladder and make your foot move really fast for no reason. That, horizontally or vertically, there's them Jacob's ladder machines in the gym which are utterly pointless as well. That'd be great. So either way, mate, vertical or horizontal, you've got options. 
I like it. I feel like I've got ladder. room to take a ladder. Pointless physical ladder is key <laughs> to em- emphasise this metaphorical point that you're making. Um, that's vital. In fairness, I have, I'm looking around for it because it's in it, so I have got like a telescopic ladder in the gym because I put a flag up in here the other week and I needed a ladder and I just haven't took it home yet. There so I just set the ladder up outside and it's, you know. Imagine, no one's ever going to say the words, Charlie, I'm struggling with my goals again. She's like, get on the fucking ladder, come on. Get the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Send for the ladder. <laughs> Climb up it till you're scared. That's where you're at. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the, the issue is you're going to get a client that's highly motivated but just got vertigo or something and that's where your ladder thing falls down completely because they just won't get up the top mate. Oh, I don't want your ladder to fall down. That's a disaster. That's when you put like you need to foot it at the bottom. You need someone to stand at the bottom. Safety, Charlie. Jesus Christ. Yeah, sorry mate. Um, you probably need, these days you need hard hat, steel toe caps, you need the fucking works, wouldn't you? Here's a very small ladder. ladder. Before I started working in fitness, I was a carpenter. So when I left school, I was an apprentice. I did three-year carpentry apprenticeship, worked on site for a few years whilst I was learning this. Um, hated it, was all right, wasn't quick enough to work on price, didn't make any money, just, pff, hated it. It's fucking terrible. Prefer the gym. Anyways, there was a site I was working on for a building company called Weights, and you'll see them all over the place, like a big sort of commercial model. And they had this dude that barreled around him, used to call him Robocop, because he'd fucking loom around the place, and he had like safety goggles, hat, visor, earmuffs, like mask, high-vis boots, boiler suit. But he was a health and safety guy, and he'd like barrel around the site. Anyways, I was in, see you later, Rich. Um, I was in one of the show flats. There's like a big block of flats thing. I was in there and there was like five or six sheets of snagging, right? Which is like a list of things that need correct. Like that door handles loose, these doors hit. That's not a thing in the kitchen work. I've got a chip in it. That sort of shit, right? I was in there snagging and there was these two double doors in a wardrobe that didn't line up properly. We're in there and I've got this little like half a meter high pop-up thing that I'm stood on, taking the top of the door off, right? This dude walks in and immediately looks at me and says, where's your harness? Are you fucking kidding me? So that, basically, he wanted me to put a harness which had a five-meter break, and he wanted me to anchor it to the ceiling in a new house. Basically, this is the equivalent of someone coming around your house to do a bit of painting and decorating, goes up the top to paint the cove in or replace the foam tiles you've got above your bed at the minute. And then they have to put an anchor in the wall somewhere for a harness and break, which is touching the floor whilst you're working at height. So you're more likely to trip over the harness and fall down. In the- I did that. Why do you think we've still got the tiles, mate? I like Every it. Every time someone comes in to do it, I'm like, get your fucking harness on. They'll bolt, so we've not got it done yet. Where's your fucking harness? Exactly that. So, yeah, health and safety is a very serious thing. You can't put a price on being safe. That's why I always think. Correct. I think that's the moral right. of this podcast. I can't believe we've got onto that from ladders. Right? Oh, yeah. That's, that was- that's good for you, even for us. No wonder Rich went. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's, mate, he's only halfway through a session. He's just letting oh, well, okay, missed half the shit. He's just gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, with motivation, there's a really nice equation that I saw to sort of explain motivation and what you can do is look at why things aren't working look at these four factors that make a motivation and then sort of diagnose where the issue is so it's basically like motivation equals and then on the top of the equation it's expectancy and values so the values is obviously the shit you care about um who you want to be who you want to be there for etc and expectancy is like how likely you think it is that you'll actually achieve what you want to achieve and like how much you think you'll benefit from actually achieving it so like if you don't think you're going to get that much from doing it your expectancy is low therefore your motivation will be low so they're at the top of this equation then multiplied together they're really important we want to maximize them at the bottom of the equation is impulsiveness uh which is obviously like uh sacrificing your long-term goals for three barrels of ben and jerry's right now so like not having the stuff that you want in the long term because you focus on feeling better in the short term so there's impulsiveness and that's multiplied by delay. So like if your goals are way off in the distance and they don't even feel like tangible right now, that's going to decrease your motivation. So you're sort of doing the work and you're thinking, I don't really know what I'm doing the work for. It feels so far away that I don't really see the point in this. So those four things, so expectancy and values, expectancy times values divided by impulsiveness times delay. If you look at your motivation and think, why am I not motivated? It's normally one of those things. So it's either it's not aligned with your values. Um, you actually don't expect to be able to achieve it or you don't think you'll get that much from doing it or because you've been impulsive and you're actually doing things that aren't actually suiting your goal or the goal's too far away. And you can fix one of those things quite easily. Um, so the bottom two are the normally where people go wrong. So it's like the impulsiveness, like they just go and do stupid shit that doesn't help their goal 
or it's the goal too far away. If the goal's too far away, that's why we set those small goals. So that's why I have like a five year, this is like my big bastard plan, like this is who I want to be. But I've also got a goal for this year. I've got a goal for the next few months. So like for business, for example, I've got one for five years, but I've got this year's targets. I've got this quarter's targets. I've got this month's targets. And then I break that down further and go, these are the actions that I want to achieve this week. Um, and impulsiveness generally comes from either you getting in your own way. So there's some like limiting belief stuff, like like we all the sort of things that we tell ourselves about, oh, I'm, I'm an all or nothing person, um, the good and bad stuff, like all the stuff that we've spoke about before, or it's not planning properly and it's not planning for things to go wrong because things always go wrong. Um, and there's a really nice framework called WHOOP, which is basically wish, outcome, obstacle plan so it's basically i've got this i want to do this behavior this week i'm planning for shit to hit the fan because if you do that all the research shows is that you actually achieve the thing because you you are saying i know it's going to go wrong this is what i'm going to put in place for when it goes wrong whereas if you just and we always plan so optimistically and think well i feel great now i'm really motivated i'm going to do this and it will go great and it doesn't and people are like i can't believe it didn't go how i thought it was going to it always goes to shit. So if we can use something called implementation intentions, which is basically like, if this happens, then I will. So like, I'm going to try and hit 10,000 steps a day, for example. If it's pissing it down, which is very likely, I am going to, and it might be like, I'm going to drive to the gym and walk on a treadmill for a bit, or I'm going to like something like that. I'm going to just walk in my big coat for a little bit, or I'm going to plan for the days where it is dry to do more steps really simple stuff like that makes such a big difference to whether we actually do the behavior or not. And that's a really important part of goal setting that people just completely skip past. 100%. It's, um, yeah, it's, again, it goes back to doing a thing that helps you to the thing. Bare ass minimum. So like one of the things I had this conversation this morning, weirdly enough, with one of my clients and they were basically doing the thing. They come and see me once a week and I program them sessions for the rest of the week and they go and do the thing. Um, I haven't seen them log a session on the app for programming yet. So I sort of thought of them this morning, it's like, what's been going on? Like, I'm just not feeling it. Like, I woke up in the morning, it's dark, cold, it's miserable, I'm really fucking tired. I just can't find the motivation to get my ass to the gym. I'm like, fair enough. So like, when you wake up, like, do a thing. Because like, obviously when you wake up in the morning, it's dark and cold and rainy and horrible and shitty. No one's all that motivated to do things. If I, I look out my window this morning and my truck's covered in ice, it's cold as fuck. I've not slept all night because my daughter's been up shouting at things. I'm tired as balls, and it'd be really, really easy for me to go, ah, fuck it. I'll take the day off and just... Yeah. But then it's... My goals are bigger than that in terms of I have things. I've got responsibilities to clients, to podcast listeners to make this happen since October. Um, other things that need doing and all of that. So it's kind of like... It's the sort of the metaphorical, like, have a word with yourself. Do you know what I mean? But also... Mm-hmm. By and large, it's really shit initially. When you get out of bed and it's warm and nice, you look out the window and it's cold and horrible, you look out and go, fuck that, I want to get back into bed again. By the time you're up, dressed, fed, out the door, it's not that bad. So mm-hmm. I tend to say, if you sort of get to the gym, like your example there, get to the gym, do a bit of walking on the treadmill, get some like arbitrary steps in, go for a walk in your big coat if it's raining, that sort of thing. My thing is, if I need to train, but I'm just not up for it, I'll come to the gym and I'll give myself, I'll set a 10 minute timer. I'll get my shit yeah. I'll do some stuff, I'll move for 10 minutes, and I'll keep moving. And that is, as long as it takes me to like load my next working set on the bar or I'll get the rowing machine down and a little bit of cardio. Move around for a bit. Give myself 10 minutes. If after 10 minutes, my timer goes off and I'm still feeling, I'm not here, fine. I'll can it. I'll give myself a rest date and then I'll catch up tomorrow. But usually after 10 minutes, your blood flows, you've warmed yeah. up, feeling good. You've got some weights in the bar. You've already got stuff out to train with. Fuck it, I'm here. I'll carry on. And then you kind of go through that. So it's that sort of, it goes down to, I guess it goes down to like a discipline thing of mm. having the kind of wherewithal to go, fuck it, go try, go do a thing. But then having, yeah. having the same thing in your head of, I went and tried, it didn't happen, it's all good. I clearly need a rest day or yeah. I'll do again thing. And then not calling that failure. Because that's a really, yeah. I went to the gym, I didn't finish a session, I failed. Fuck off, did yeah. you? You didn't yeah. want to go, you turned up, you did 10 minutes of something, that's awesome. Yeah. All if you just got back under the covers, turned the pillow over and went to sleep again. So big fucking hooray, genuinely. Yeah. So the two things with that are like, if you can make a habit smaller and people never do this because they think, oh, 10 minutes isn't enough. 
you can say my goal is to train for at least 10 minutes four times a week you'll train for an hour and a half four times a week or however long your session is 95 percent of the time but on that five percent you at least have gone and tried and done 10 minutes yeah. it's when people say i've got to train for a minimum of an hour that's immediately overwhelming on days where shit does hit the fat and you go well i'm not gonna be able to do that um the other thing is that one of the limiting beliefs that i spoke about in terms of things that hold people back is i only do things when i'm motivated like that's bollocks like i i think you probably know i can't remember if i've told you i train at like five in the morning so i get up at half four to train just because of how my brother's work works and i give him a lift and stuff if i only went at half four in the morning fucking january is minus two outside if i only went when i was motivated i'd never go like who's motivated to do something at four thirty in the morning Sucks. but again yeah it does and there's no getting around it like by the time i finish i'm like this pass and i'm normally warm enough to go for a walk afterwards regardless of what the weather's like so i'm like i've got something done today i feel pretty good already but yeah if you just say i do this when i'm motivated and when i'm not then i don't then you're never going to achieve anything no one's ever motivated for if you think how long it takes to do to make a change like probably three months until you start to see and feel a change like you want to be doing this stuff for years no one's ever motivated for three months on end let alone years on end consistently so if that becomes the only reason whether you do something or not you're never going to get very fast you have to sort of just take motivation out of the equation and not even worry about it it's like discipline over motivation yeah and it's just like you say having that sort of wherewithal to go nah this is the only chance i'm going to get to go do it i'll go do it yeah there was one i saw the other week and it's you know one of the excuses to hear a lot is oh, i was really tired we'll go hmm. fuck Go do it tired. Like you wake up. Yeah. Like I don't know anyone that's gone through a workout and gone. I feel as tired now, mentally like tired, sleepy tired. I don't yeah. feel as tired now as I did when I started the workout. Physically, maybe you've worked out. You've got a bit of sweat on. You're probably a bit worn out. But then you get that reward. Re- 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 there it is. First one. I said there'd be a few of those. Yeah. There's one. You get that reward response of like dopamine. Yeah. Your brain feels great, and you go away, and then you set yourself up for the day. And then later on in the day, you might fucking crash because you've been up since half four trying to train. So hmm. if you have the ability to stick a 20 minute nap in your diary or do you know what I mean? Like that sort of stuff. I f- don't get me wrong. I'm fully on board with the fact that not everyone has the ability to take a 20 minute nap. Oh yeah. 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 I'm not saying you should train at half four in the morning either. Like, that is, it is a stupid thing to do. There's no question. It is ridiculous. Um, yeah. I did similar before I was a dad. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, and again, that's a whole different. Again, this is, and again, I'm talking as a guy sitting in my gym, working on, I'm sitting in my squat rack. When I finish this podcast, provided we finish it within the hour, which we should do, I've got half an hour before my next client comes in. Then after that, I've got an hour before my next thing. So I've got an hour and a half of things to do. I'll use the half an hour to have some food, train a client, then I'll train for an hour before my next thing. I'm very fortunate with that. But if I don't have that, and I have loads of like 20 minute, half an hour gaps throughout the day, I can just train in those 20 minutes. Mm. And it might be that I'll go through and it'll be, log press for 20 minutes. I'll do that in like some arbitrary number, threes, five, something like that. Work up to like a heavy, three sets of X, put the logs away, put the weights away, carry on with work. Later mm-hmm. on, another 20 minutes, I'm gonna do some deadlifts. 20 minutes later, I'll do some like, sort of ancillary work, bits and pieces, I'm gonna do that. I am in a very fortuitous position in that I own and work in a gym. I also know that that's not how it works for general population. Another mm-hmm. military hero, general pop. Um, loves 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 90s cheesy music just um but like if you've got you sort of you're standing out to five you're up at whatever time in the morning you gotta make your kids lunch box get them to school into the office for nine grind through half an hour's lunch break to smash a sandwich and some like bag of crisps and a bottle of coke then another thing you finish work at half five you leave six you're home put the kids up make dinner stuff like that and all of a sudden like fuck me where's my day gone yeah really easy for that to then fall back into going looping back to what you said it's easy to say i don't have an hour to put into the gym but yeah. like you've got 15 minutes to go for a walk after dinner yeah and that that sort of oh it's all right for you mentality bollocks anyway because most people wouldn't you don't have an hour to train quite frequently you've got like three lots of 30 minutes most people would not be able to gym themselves up to train three times in a day and i know it's only short amounts of time but if you think of like the getting to the state of arousal where you're ready to train again Bringing, coming back down, then focusing on a client. And that's like, every time you see a client and speak to them and stuff, that's quite energy demanding for yeah. people, particularly when it's your job. I find like, if I have four or five client phone calls in it, I won't have more than four in a day generally. And if I have four in a day, I'm bollocks. Because <laughs> you're taking on someone else's shit for that 
period of time, as well as all the other stuff you've got going in the background. And then you've got to get up and train for half hour, then you've got to stop, and then you've got to do it again. So, like, saying, oh, I wish I like it's all right for you is crap, because most of the time we wouldn't always want to take someone else's situation anyway, or we don't understand their situation. Um, but, yeah, I did a post on this every day where, like, I now see those times where I'm like, I don't want to do this, I don't feel motivated to do it. I generally see that's a sign that it's probably the best time for me to do it. That's what's going to make me feel in a better place. I'm not in a great place, so I don't want to do it. I mean, if I do it, even if I don't want to, I know I'll be in a better place afterwards. Um, and the tiredness thing that you said, like, there is a difference between tiredness and fatigue and sleepiness. If you feel sleepy, go to the fucking gym. Like, if you feel sleeping at six o'clock, chances are you're not going to go to sleep. Just go to the gym. You won't feel sleep the whole time you're at the gym and then go to sleep at the gym you'll wake up like and the same is no one finishes a marathon and feels sleepy they feel tired they're two very different things so yeah yeah i think the moral story is go to the gym i think that's what we've pretty much established um yeah that go to the gym do stuff um yeah but yeah so like it is just a a discipline thing a hundred percent um but also understanding that there are going to be pitfalls and go, again, looking back to what you said, like no one's got an A to B plan that doesn't affect via fucking G. Like mm. never, and it's a really, for one of a less twee, fitnessy fucking infographic thing to say, it's never like a straight line. Like success no. is the road. Mm. But like, getting from A to B is never A to B. It's A to Z via three other fucking alphabets and a set of numbers and someone threw algebra into it and you go, what the fuck is that? And eventually you hit Z and you look back and you go, Jesus Christ, that was hard work. But like, it's knowing it's going to be hard work and knowing there's going to be pitfalls and there's going to be curves and there's going to be things you got to just get on with. Mm. Personally, I find quite motivating because you're ready for them. Like when you mm-hmm. wake up, like, you feel not sleepy, you're like just fucked. Like you had a workout, you're not slept well, you're not eaten properly for whatever reason, you're just feeling fatigued, your body is tired, your bones feel tired. Get an extra hour of sleep, overtraining. Mm. Like, oh yeah. You're sleepy. Go to the fucking gym. Go for a walk. Go to a thing. Take the dog out. Play with the kids. Like, not if you have a kid, don't just play with someone else's kid. That's weird. That's so so illegal. Like, just take someone else's dog for a walk, unless it's consensual. If they let you take the dog for a walk. If the dog lets you, or if the person lets you, whose consent dog. do we have to obtain? Dog, because dog over people. Yeah. Fair. Um, um, that's so like go do a thing, and that thing. Yeah. But my my goal this year is to get back to a two hundred kilo deadlift. I haven't had that for a long time because spine fucked. But I want to have it back because I liked having it as a number. It doesn't equate to anything, but I'm now like, I've the point of being able to be competitive in my sport. So now I'm like, right, fuck it, let's just chase some arbitrary numbers. Gives me something to train for. I'm not really going to do any competitions because battered. So I have to have a thing straight. My motivation is chasing kilos because I'm a fucking gym rat and that's what I like doing. So for me, I want that 200 kilo deadlift back because I haven't had it for a bit. So therefore, I know I need to deadlift, but I'm starting out with reps of like 120 because that's about as much as my back can hack at the minute. So I go through those. And then it's a thing of, I know full well, my goal is to deadlift. If for whatever reason, one day I just don't feel like deadlifting because my back's battered, I slept like shit. I know for doing something completely unrelated to deadlifting is still going to somehow, like mentally going to get me to the point. So I will take my dogs for a slightly longer walk. Yeah. And walking will not improve your deadlift. Performance-wise, like mechanically, it just won't. Um, I feel like that's an obvious statement to make, but one that people go, really? Mate, I've been doing 10,000 steps a day just praying it's going to put something on my total and it just hasn't. Now I know why, yeah. All it will do is put a total on your bank balance because you've got to buy new trainers because you've worn them down a bit. That's it. That is actually the case, yeah. But if I then go, I'm not deadlifting today because my back's in clip and I feel fucked and I slept like shit, I'm going to go for an extra half an hour with the dogs. Like I've done an extra half an hour of exercise that I probably wasn't going to do. So mentally, I'm in a better place. And then like in a few days' time when everything feels good again, I'll get back on a deadlift bar and I'm not a million miles away from where I was. Yeah. So it's just, it's having that ability to swerve around goals and sort of like... And I think that comes from having real clarity on your goals and then being aligned with what you want. Because if, you're dead, if you really care about your deadlift, which obviously you do, so it's a good goal for you, sometimes progress is not training on days when you should train. So again, like... And a question that I get a lot of my clients to ask themselves is, will this serve me? Because it helps with food. Like, not all, for example, like overeating or drinking too much is the same. If it's like your birthday and you're going out with family for a meal and a takeaway, a bottle of wine or whatever, that clearly serves you. So even if your goal is, like, I want to be leaner, but you value family and things like that, that's worth it. Like, that's a 
a worthwhile trade-off that you will die a little bit longer because you've got that shit. If it's, I'm a bit sad because of traffic and I've had a bottle of wine to myself, probably doesn't serve you because like it's just not worth it. So, and it's exactly the same with deadlift. Like, does this serve me? Would deadlifting when I can barely like feel my back, would that actually serve my bigger goal? No. Would deadlifting when I'm feeling a little bit tired and a bit of a bitch, would that help? Yeah, probably. So actually now I'm going to go and do that. So if you can create that space between like stimulus and response of like, this is how I feel. And then your action, if you can create that gap, you are going to make a better decision by saying, I've created that gap now. I've actually got time to think about it. Will this serve me? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go and do it then. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, completely agree. It's, this is one of those things. And again, to, to loop back to the very start of school, one of the, the things that I fucking hate the most about my industry is everything is achievable in 12 weeks and it's simply not. It just isn't. Like, you can get a real good head start on things in 12 weeks. And if you set, 12 weeks is an arbitrary number of time, number of time, yeah. period of time, amount of time. Letter time, yes. Insert correct grammar here. 12 weeks is correct grammar, length of time, which is great. And like, let's say 12 months is 12 months. 12 weeks is three, Jesus Christ. This <laughs> is three months. You can lump that down quite easily. It's a long time. Yes. You can achieve a lot in that time, but arguably you're not going to achieve the big fucking goal in that time. So going back to the 12 week weight loss challenges and all the Instagram nonsense that people float around about, like the before and afters that people chase so fucking avidly, like they're great, but give them a 12 week and then give them another 12 week out of like, here's how you continue on this route. Where do you want to go? Do you want to carry on? Do you want to maintain? Here's the, the, the pros and cons of each, or here's what you want to do. Or like, do you want to set something completely different? Like maybe that's the right amount of time to set for a goal. But also, if I look at a thing, that if I looked at a lot of weight loss goal and it said like 12 weeks, I'm like, fuck, that's a lot of time. To de- de- that's a lot of time to devote to something I don't really care about. Do you know what I mean? So like it's a thing that most people feel, this is completely anecdotal, well, I may be completely wrong with this, but I believe most people feel like they have to lose weight because, and then you have that conversation with them, it's like, what's your thing? Like, oh, I just don't like, like, I don't like how I look in pictures and my clothes don't fit great. Like, I want to lose a dress size or I want to look better in the thing. So, well, how much does a dress size weigh? We've had this before, right? We've had this. Mm. And they're kind of like, what do you mean? It's like, the fucking scales are irrelevant. Like the scales, not to be that guy's like, throw your scales away. They're nonsense. Like the scales are great metric to measure progress, arguably. You want to look better in your clothes. You want to lose a dress size. That doesn't weigh anything. I'll say if you're a dress size smaller and you feel great, you look amazing, you've, you feel comfortable in your new clothes and your that sort of stuff, but the scales haven't moved. Are you going to be really upset? And they're like, man, no, probably not. It's like, right. So let's work around it. The chances are the scales are going to drop anyway as you get smaller, but that's not. Yeah. Um, but these 12 week challenges that just encourage weight loss for the sake of weight loss, people jump on it because they feel like I should lose weight. Yeah. Like, what are you trying to achieve from this? In 12 weeks, you're 10 kilos lighter. Brilliant. Like, well done. Where are you now? Like, are you any happier? Well, really? Yeah. No. Are you going to stick to that? No. Yeah. Like those photos are designed for people to look at themselves and go, Oh, I'd like to look like that. There are no guarantee that if you did the same thing that those people did, you would look like that. But that's how coaches said it. Like, Oh, look at this person. Look at how great they look now. You will look like this. If you do my 12 week challenge, all you're doing is putting po- like money in the pockets of people. Yeah. hundred percent. For, for nothing. You could yeah. look like this if you do my 12 week challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It's like maybe, maybe, but also maybe not. But it's again, it just comes back to, and like you say, it's the value thing. What do you value? I value having a six pack. I can't be fucked. It's a lot of effort. Yeah. Load of body weight. And frankly, I'd look ridiculous with a six pack. So I'm just not up. I just don't care. My ego tells me I want to be strong. That's what. And ego is a dirty word. Like people think that ego is a terrible thing or the rest of it. Like ego can be a terrible thing. Yeah. Entire industry is built on ego. My ego is I want to be stronger than you. My ego is that I want to lift heavy things and look cool with a big fucking wooden log over my head and that sort of stuff. Like that's a thing. Whereas like other people's ego, I want to have a six pack and I want to look good in fucking pastel shade pink swim shorts on a beach in like cos. I don't know. Yeah. Cos these days. I'm showing me age a little bit there, aren't I? But yeah. That sort of shit, right? So whatever your goal is, that's totally fine. But understand that you're fueling that into your ego because your ego says that. But understand yeah. your ego is not a bad thing. We've all fucking got one. They're just different. And some people, like, ego is not always an arrogance or a positive thing. Like, people have a negative ego. And that's, like, oh, I feel shit about this. That's ego as well. Like, ego isn't like this. It's not always brash and arrogant and confident. We think of people that are egotistical as in, like, 
they have an ego but everyone has an ego it's just not always like that some people it is incredibly negative and related to their body as well um but yeah like i've always said like having a six pack for me my body doesn't naturally stay that lean like i would have to fight for that and that's a trade-off between me doing that and not having as much energy as i could to be a better coach and when that's something that's so important to me it's just not worth getting that lean for me and not eating enough food and doing that much physical activity and like that much work and all that sort of stuff it doesn't allow me to be a better coach which is actually the main thing i value so therefore it's not something i ever chase yeah like if i was ever training so much because i was really enjoying my training and my running and stuff that i happened to maintain a lower body fat and i was performing well as a coach fine like i don't care i'm not saying i wouldn't if i was leading a golf fuck no but if i'm not then i'm also not asked like I should be the next Bond regardless. I don't really care what my rig looks like. I just think I've got that certain love of martinis that would make me sort of a natural pick for the role. No, 100%. Love of martinis, like fast cars and gadgets, that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. Um, Women with funny names, like all of it. Honestly, it would all work. If there was a movie when one of the characters was called Octopussy, you bet your bollocks to a band out some auditioning. That would be fucking amazing. Exactly, yeah. Also... And yeah, Tom Hardy's all right. Like, I get it, but... <laughs> he's not Charlie Beeston, frankly. No, he's not, no. And he's probably grateful for that most days of his life. <laughs> if he'd met me, anyway. He doesn't even fucking think about it. See, I'm nobody. But if he did know me, he'd probably go, well, at least I'm not that. I, I definitely think he listens to this podcast. And he goes, fuck, I wish I was more like this. think he lives in Singapore. 100%, yeah. He might be the German one, actually. Good. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those, definitely. Um, so, hi, Tom, if you're listening. Great. Like, hi, Tom. Maybe. I think you'd be a great bond. Yeah, 100%. It'd be a great one. But I think Charlie Beeston would be better. If yeah, I, well. I would definitely be odd job. Like, just yeah. all the hats of people. Yeah. Or the one that Austin Powers took the piss out of for a shoe. Also great. Yeah. I feel like a shoe is a really undervalued weapon. I think so. Which brings us full circle that if you add steel toe pads, you can really weaponize them. Yeah. So we come back to health and safety again, I guess. To be fair, like lifting shoes. Like I've got Romelo yeah. 2, which is kind of a big deal. Like the OGs, remember, Romelo 2 yeah. is great shoes. Um, Nike, if you're listening, which of course you are, because it's an amazing podcast in the world of sports. Your Singapore office are listening oh, now. Like your Cervellos and your Romelo 4s, they're shit. Remake the Romelo 2s. They're brilliant shoes. Um, but they don't. But I've got those. Um, when they stopped making them, I bought a second pair, just in case my first pair died. They haven't yet, and they probably won't, but I've got a second pair. Um, they are in a vault in a bank somewhere so that no one can steal them. They're not, they're in the gym, but it's not important. Um, but yeah, they could make a great weapon because they're really fucking hard at the bottom. Anyway, Health and safety man would be a pretty bad superhero, wouldn't he? Robocop would be fucking terrible. Robocop himself is amazing, but Robocop, the health and safety guy I spoke about earlier, awful. It's just a dick. Health and safety man. Like, for one, he'd be harnessed over him so he couldn't go more than five meters. Yeah, true. You wouldn't be allowed any sharp blades or weapons because they're dangerous. <laughs> You just have to. How, how are you going to stop the bad guys? I'm going to legislate. That's yeah. how I'm going to do it. That's the only my only weapon, really. I'm going to write a strongly worded letter to the site for me. That's what I'm yeah. Going to do. yeah. Awesome. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. I've got nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> he was shit, to be fair. Yeah, I can imagine. I feel like we're at that we're at that point in the show where we're running out of things to talk about, so we're talking about health and safety. We're dude. probably finished now, aren't we? I, I mean, the show not as like people or careers yeah. wise. Not as a, not as like part we're not being cancelled. No. Yeah, no, we haven't we haven't started like doing things. That, I mean, we probably have done many things that have offended people, but none of them yeah. have cancelled this yet, so that's totally fine. No one listens, so it doesn't matter. It's true. Like, like both of you listening, thank you very much. Please don't cancel us. Yeah. Um. Thanks, mom. <laughs> I'm joking. She never fucking listens. I think. Well, actually, I'm lying. So my mum discovered this show through like a thing. So my auntie does a podcast called Nightcraft Plug. Um, she does knitting and things and it's actually a pretty cool podcast her and my cousin do a thing um, and it's cool so I listen to a few anyways my yeah. mum listened to that punched in night and then night's nuggets came up and there's always like a picture of me looking all handsome in this very squat rack she went I'll have a listen and her feedback was the other Charlie's hilarious I was like yeah <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> like, like ah, cheers mum so yeah so my mum fucking loves you well it's only human it's not her fault I mean, you are, to be fair, you are like the housewife's favourite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm just the fucking hairy dude. 
that people stay away from at the school gates. That's it. I feel like if you were at the school gates, you'd have all the mums like floating. Yeah, but you haven't got a kid at school. I think that's probably the main issue. <laughs> is you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be anywhere near the school gates. That might be it, yeah. I'm getting the practice in when she's at school, but they don't know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Officer. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my going to be here in like four years' time, so it's fine. Yeah. I'm just going to and see what it's all about. So. How old are you? Well, she's, I've not had one yet, but when I do have one, I'm just practicing <laughs> for that. How old is she? I have no fucking idea. Like, I'm completely single at the minute, so one day I'm going to meet the right person. We're going to have kids, and all this practice will be well worth it. And then you watch me fucking boss it at the school gates. Just yeah. saying. Anyway, d again, diversions. So, that's yeah. goal setting. Again, so I think we said about this in one of the, like, I was going to say recent episodes. I don't think they can call them recent. One of the most recent ones that we did when we were talking about like simple versus easy, like goal setting, I think it's very simple. doesn't mean it's easy. Mm -hmm. So very different. So in terms of goal setting, my top tips um, would be like, write it down physically, pen, paper, write down. So you can keep a bit of paper, um, break it down to like chunks, bare ass minimum chunks. And I work it out and then have like a goal that you give a shit about that you're going to actually try and work towards and then understand it's flexible. That was four tips. There we go. Mm -hmm. like it's got to be flexible. Move around it. That's the thing. So like, that's, that's it. Yeah. Would you mirror that? Or did I miss it? I think so. No, I'm land easy, but I'm not flexible. And I think that's important to add. Um, flexible is the wrong way to put it. Yeah, fine. Flexible is right for your golfing. I just mean me personally. I'm simple and easy, but I'm not flexible. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So flexible. I'm, for one of a, another way of putting it, flexible. Don't flex on your long-term goal if it's an achievable goal you set. But oh yeah. No. Yeah. No. I agree. Yeah. No. I, I do agree. Personal flexibility. Yeah. Fucking atrocious. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. I don't think so. I think if people go back and listen, that equation. If you can plug your stuff into, do I give a shit about this? Do I think I'll get good results with it? What do I do day to day that throws me off? And um, are my goals close enough to feel like I could actually achieve them too? That's a good place to start. 100%. 100%. Nice. Nice. Cool. Oh, it's lovely to be back. I think that was about 50 minutes. So that was cool. Wow. Yeah. Like so we've got like 10 minutes to chat about absolute nonsense. Yeah. Well, we could. Yeah. yeah, we could. Yeah. Six in three or four months' time. Um, but yeah, so in terms of where we go from here, this is the part where we try and sell you shit. So if you're not interested in buying our stuff, tune out next, tune out, tune back in next time, or listen to our back catalogue. I feel like at 25 episodes we can have a back catalogue. 25, yeah. 25. Well, 25 less a couple I cheated on you. Oh, no, you did, yeah, you slag. Yeah. Or maybe 23, 24, 24. Yeah, 23. Annabelle and James. James, yeah. Like episode three. Not that I'm keeping track of anything. <laughs> Behind, like, what we can't see on Charlie's so we're looking at Charlie behind Charlie's screen at the fourth wall is a picture of Annabelle and James with like red X's and like dark dartboard mate yeah see that, but he's quite sinister the man is Charlie yeah, yeah. Um, be careful around that but anyway here's what we're going to try to sell you shit so in terms of what I do um, I do strength that's basically it that should be on a t-shirt I do strength I do strength picture of a Neanderthal on it because me yeah uh, that's what I do. So if you are a strength athlete or you're intrigued in doing strength stuff or you want to get a little bit stronger, you don't understand how the fuck to do weight C stuff, that's my jam. So I coach at Redby Barber Club, uh, weightlifting, powerlifting, and strongman. So those are the things. If you want a hand with comp prep or setting goals for those sports or just generally you just train at a commercial gym, enjoy lifting weights, but you want to set some goals to hit this year, tap me up. Um, phone call is on me like, advice is free I'm not going to charge you for a goal setting session that's ridiculous um, so let's just have a chat let's try and point you in the right direction and again if you are one of the I just started in January keep fucking going like you're doing cool like if you want a hand like a point in the right direction just get in touch like just get in touch I'm more than happy helping talk through what you've done and where you're going to go and maybe help set that plan in place so that's that's me and then to other Charlie I'm pointing here because um, he's on that side of my screen. Um, if you're listening on podcast, you can't see me pointing, but he's there. Um, he does food and such, like nutrition and mindset and things. Um, yeah. I'm saying it like that because I don't do nutrition and mindset and things. I mean, maybe do a bit of mindset stuff, but nutrition's not my jam. So that's him. So 
if you want to talk about foodie stuff, that's Charlie. You mentioned you've got like an email workshop thing going on at the minute. What was that about? Yeah, so that's, it's like a five-day goal set and email course where basically walk people through the stuff we spoke about today with like worksheets on the end so you can actually write down, this is what I want to achieve, this is how I'm going to do it, and all that sort of shit. And some people have said that's quite useful, so that's good. Um, some people being Charlie's mum, and my mum, to be fair. She actually said it was a crock of shit, but there were some other people who said it was good. So, yeah. Um, so there you go. So on Instagram is how you're going to find this. So I'm at Redbeard Barbell Club or at Night Strength. I'm greedy. I've got two accounts. Um, Charlie is at CV Nutrition underscore. There you go. Look at me remembering stuff. Nice. Right. Until next time. Thanks for listening, friends. And... Ta-da. You too.